This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by the Tamsin G Association and Chris Giddings. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and a fancy special icon on our forums, you can visit ohmydollar.com slash support. Fancy special icon. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful, but here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you to tackle the financial overwhelm. Here's your host, Lillian Kerbeck. And that was your other host, <laughs> Will Romy. All right, Will. Today we're going to talk about things that you should splurge on. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> consumer investments, not necessarily, not investments like a house or stock portfolio, but things gold, that you yeah. buy as a long-term, yeah, or gold, <laughs> or Bitcoin, if we're going to stay away from that. Some, something concrete, which will improve your life. Like, yeah, and it doesn't have to concrete. be a physical object, but just something that you invest in, which could be, you know, a gym membership or something like that. But just what should you splurge on and what you should get cheap and sort of some guiding principles that you can use. This is something that I often struggle with when I'm trying to figure out like, oh, do I, one of the big things is that I've, I've talked about this, I think, very briefly on the show, but I have uh, been going back to figure skating, um, which was a mm -hmm. thing that I, I did competitively when I was younger. And um, I'm, I'm obviously a bit older now than I was when I could lift my foot above my head at high speeds on frozen water. But uh, it's an expensive sport. And I've been thinking about it from the terms of like, is this splurge worth it? Right. Because it's at this point, like, obviously, I'm not going to go to the Olympics with figure skating. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I think I would be the if I went to the Olympics now in figure skating, I think I'd be the oldest woman to ever go to the Olympics in cool. figure skating. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know. I'm new, for it. New goals. <laughs> um, but but it's an expensive sport. Right. And so the question was like, oh, is this worth it when like I could go work out at a gym for less than, you know, ice time costs yeah. or like I can get a sparkle spandex costume without having to get one that I can wear figure skating. <laughs> like, you know, what what am I getting out of it? And I also have noticed as I've gotten older, I've realized there's some things that for me make sense to invest in, like quality shoes. I've stopped mm -hmm. buying cheap shoes because it used to be that I spent a lot more money on shoes, even though I was getting them at a lower cost per shoe, just because I'd have to oh, replace them Oh, because you're going through all. so many shoes. Yeah, yeah that yeah, makes sense. exactly. Replace I, them all the, the time. I have the same shoe issue. Anything you're in all the time seems like an essential and, to, and, to, to go buy the higher quality product. Right. But then there's some other things that if you buy them cheap, they, they don't in any way impact the longevity of the product or your enjoyment of it. And there's some things you can just go without, right? Mm -hmm. um, and some of this is like a socioeconomic thing where when you when you have a little more financial stability or more income coming in, you can kind of make the choice to invest in products, right? Because like there was definitely a point in my life when I definitely couldn't spend $160 on a pair of boots. Right, when you buy the cheap boots because those are the ones you could buy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I actually, Terry Pratchett in the book Men in Arms mm -hmm. uh, introduced the boots theory of socioeconomic unfairness fairness which i i actually think is quite brilliant which is the reason that the rich were so rich vimes reasoned was because they managed to spend less money take boots for example he earned 38 dollars a month plus allowances a really good pair of leather boots cost 50 dollars, but an affordable pair of boots which were sort of okay for a season or two and then leaked like hell when the cardboard <laughs> gave out cost 10 dollars these were the kind of boots Vimes had always bought and wore until the soles were so thin 
He could tell where he was in Ankh-Morpik on a foggy night by the feel of the cobbles. But the thing was that good boots lasted for years and years. A man who could afford $50 had a pair of boots that'd still be keeping his feet dry in 10 years' time, while the poor man could only afford cheap boots and would have spent $100 on boots in the same time and would still have wet feet. This was Captain Samuel Vine's boots theory of socioeconomic <laughs> unfairness. Yep, Terry Pratchett, right as always. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been thinking about this, and I actually, I, I posited this to the Oh My Dollar forums, shout out to the forums, and asked people like what their best investments have been, their consumer investments, what is worth splurging on. Um, what Do you have anything that stands out to you as like a splurge that was totally worth it? Oh, well, I see this one coming up in the notes, but I'm going to jump on it anyways. I bought a nice uh, just cooking knife for my birthday, which was $110, which is definitely not the cheapest knife I could buy, but also also not the most expensive knife I could buy by any means. There's really no upper limit there, but it's it's, it's totally improved my my cooking quality. Yeah, it is amazing how much, like, less painful it is if you're chopping and cooking a lot to have a nice knife that's, like fresh and easy to chop the i mean also like really poor quality knives are hard to keep in good shape right mm-hmm. because you you often can only sharpen them a set number of times it and makes cooking more fun if you've got a, a, a nice knife or and just it, nice nice tools and if it makes cooking more fun it might save you money over the long term yeah. right because mm-hmm. you're gonna eat out less <laughs> yeah no i'm not gonna go out to dinner and i can chop stuff up with my cool knife <laughs> How how many fancy dinners would would you be able to you know get? cut up? Yeah, cut up oh. versus well, because like you know, I mean, it depends on how fancy. You could yeah, knock knock one out for the hundred ten bucks. Exactly. You're really working at it. Um, I for me, it's probably been my nice bicycle, which is like I have a fully custom bicycle, but um. Uh, I have uh, a lot of joint and wrist pain, and I'm also really petite, so it's very hard to find stock bikes in my size that mm-hmm. can go long distances. Like a lot of them are like children's bicycles, um, and also th- most of them are kind of like road bike style where you have to lean down a lot, and I can't put weight on my hands. So I ride a uh, incredibly upright bike, but it was custom fit to my size, and um, I. It's it's great. I mean, I'm able to go, you know, a hundred more than a hundred miles in a day on this bike, and it's my main form of transportation. So it's, and I, I plan to have it for the rest of my life, right? Like I bought it with the intention that this was a lifetime bike as long as I took care of it. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the more more expensive things too. I often do a better job at taking care of having that investment in 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 an object makes me want to take better care of it. Like I definitely get that knife sharpened more. You're yeah. talking about having that bike for life, so you probably do better maintenance than you know. A throwaway bike. <laughs> right, totally. And and uh, because you're kind of like more aware of the cost to it. So there's a couple different ways to figure out if something is worth splurging on. Um, one thing is to look at the cost per use to you. So for something like a gym membership, someone on the forums was contemplating like, should I, should I get a fancy gym membership? One thing you can do is you can just figure out how much you're going to pay per visit. So like a $50 a month gym membership, if you go twice a week, is going to be $6.25 a visit. Um, and you know, what's cool about that is you're able to figure out like, oh, if I'm actually going to use this more often because it's a higher quality splurge, like it's a gem mm-hmm. I enjoy going to more, or it's closer to my house. So I'm more likely to stop in versus on the other side of town, then you might be able to get that cost per use down more. Um, for something like clothing, you can look at how often you're going to wear it. So something like a good winter coat might be really expensive, but if you're going to wear it for 
the next five seasons and you're also going to wear it for, you know, 90 days in a year, that mm-hmm. cost per wear is not going to be very yeah. high. I guess versus buying a nice winter coat for a quick trip to the tundra. or yeah, Right, right. Or or buying a, um, you know, buying a cheap coat that's going to fall apart in a season. Right. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Uh, a lot of those fast fashion stores will have uh, will have coats that like the seams are falling apart and there's only mm-hmm. so much that you can you can handle on it. So and, and knives like if you're going to cook more often because you have a nice knife, that's a great example. So then the second thing to look at is if you can get this cheaper, will it be comparable quality, longevity or impact on your life? So for me, like one thing I've discovered is as as my as i've realized that investing in quality things like shoes is better something i've realized is tights are totally not worth me getting higher quality i destroy my tights at the same rate whether or not they're a 45 dollar pair of tights or an 8 dollar pair of tights yep tights are tights I, yeah no one makes tights for strength <laughs> <laughs> well and and some do but they it for me it seems like i wear through them just as fast mm-hmm. um or you know like Another example would be like, oh, maybe maybe you are on the edge of sizing and you can't find pants at a standard store, right? You need to you need to go to a store that only sells tall pants or whatever. Um, turns out wearing pants that don't fit <laughs> is going to have like a significant negative impact on your life, right? Yeah, yeah. And also the pant longevity too. I feel like things that fit poorly kind of get stretched in weird places for me. Yeah, totally. Uh, but there's another example of like cheaper cleaning products for mm. a lot of people like a the difference between ten dollar window cleaner and twenty dollar window cleaner. I don't know. That's those are expensive it's, either way. Yeah. But but like it, it it cleans just as well, right? It's still bleach, yeah. Right. So think about like think about if it will have the comparable quality or impact on your life. So. Could you get a stove? You could, you know, maybe you're thinking about getting an instant pot and you're like, because everybody has talked about how great it is. And you're like, oh, do I really want to spend $70 on a pressure cooker? But you realize that, like, yes, you could get a stove pressure cooker for cheap, but it won't make things as easy as an instant pot that you could just Ooh. set up and ignore. Having just bought a pressure cooker, though, you're not going to use your instant pot for canning things because you don't get enough pressure. You can't use that... your instant pot for canning. Yeah, but it doesn't get up to 15. I did. I did my homework on this one. Uh, I, want... I think it depends on what kind of canning you're doing. Too, I'm really right? pleased with my stovetop pressure cooker. That's why I'm jumping in with, <laughs> with the pressure cooker defense. There, it was um, 64, which was which was a good deal. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you're going to be doing canning, do, do your, your research. research. Do yeah. your research. I, I guess that's true with all of these. Yeah. Don't don't buy an expensive product without like really geeking out about it for a week first. I, this is like as someone who doesn't enjoy haul videos. Or review videos? videos, haul, oh, haul videos, like on YouTube. I don't enjoy them for their entertainment value, but they're so valuable when it comes to like seeing how other people have used products. You know, mm-hmm. when you're researching an expensive purchase. Yeah, well, like the pressure cooker. I didn't. I wasn't particularly into pressure cookers until I like started researching how to can stuff, and I was like, I need to make sure I got the the right pressure cooker, and feel like I really did my research and and got the right pressure cooker. I'm. I'm very excited for you. You're clearly very excited. Yeah. <laughs> My newfound passion for pressure cookers. Yeah, I for me, I you know because I eat tacos for breakfast every morning. I used to make all my beans every week on the stove and like oh, boil black beans over the side, you know, and like stain my stove and have to clean it every week. For like three days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that's like about how long it takes to make beans. And then I moved <laughs> to like a slow cooker, which was great because I didn't have to like regularly watch watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way but then when we got the instant pot and i was able to pressure cook beans i was like oh my god 
it literally has saved me like five and a half hours of worrying about the slow cooker for because I can make beans in 40 minutes now. Yeah. Right. Which it used to take like six and a half hours. And this is really drifting. But I've recently in the past couple months been like struck by how much better dry beans are than canned beans. Yes. Not that canned beans are like expensive by any means they really are compared to dry beans compared to dry beans they are yeah (laughs) yeah no i mean that's actually and and that's one of those things where it is it is very much a time versus money equation because for me like beans save me save me a lot of money because i i eat beans every day so making them once a week in my pressure cooker from dry Mm -hmm. beans i'm saving a lot over buying canned beans i think i think i spend like uh, around a dollar a week on beans and if i was buying them even in the cheap cans i would be spending like 250 a week yeah that that's my i've done the math before 250 yeah. percent more yeah um but but it's a question of like can you afford the time and like is owning a pressure cooker sped up that time for me a lot but it was an investment that i made it was a splurge mm-hmm. that i did because i knew i was going to get a good frequency of use i know i make beans every week things like that so and I, i'm just convinced that dried beans are tastier oh they taste so much better every time More texture so control. i have an emergency can of beans for um like situations where we've, we've run out of beans or, or whatever because right, tacos emergency are, can of beans says tacos it all. are non-negotiable <laughs> um and every time i have to get canned beans i'm like oh they're so much worse yeah um, less and they're fine but they're just not as less good. toothsome because I can season them how I want to. They need so much more salt in them, too, to be able to can them mm-hmm. um, at that, like, commercial quantity that it's – you don't need as much salt to make mm-hmm. them at home, which is nice for my – I'm sure my blood other pressure beans, appreciates that. Chickpeas have been another trend. Anyways, we're drifting. We I are do drifting. Love, I do love dried beans. <laughs> could do uh, a whole show on dried beans. Dried Bean beans. recipes. I made a good hummus yesterday. Uh. <laughs> we're really off track now. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code program. The pressure cooker kind of segues into another thing, which is time versus money. If you're thinking about splurging on something, does the cheap version of this, or or not having it, mm-hmm. cost you more in time? So, for example, like yoga memberships or something that are like, you know, it's 100 bucks a month or something like that. You could work trade. You might be able to do a work trade where you come in and work like a couple hours a week and get a free membership, but that obviously sucks up more time. So, or you could save money on a gym membership by going to the faraway $10 gym instead of the one that's really close to your house that's $40 a month, but it has a longer commute. Like, is time versus money? You can break down your hourly 
cost, right? Mm-hmm. So you can break down like how much you're making. I, I did work trade for yoga membership for like a year. And when I actually worked it out, I was making like $4 an hour. And I was like, <laughs> okay, money is fungible. I can just work a couple more hours at my, you know, reasonably paid wage and just buy this yoga membership. Yeah, <laughs> come out ahead, yeah. Um, and, and so figuring out that time versus money is, is it is it going to save you so much time uh, that the money is worth it in the end? And uh, you know we're going to have to talk about values because this is on my dollar. Mm-hmm. But does it relate to one of your core values? So, you know, f- health uh, being a core value, for me, whimsy is one of my core values, which is kind of ridiculous, but it, it, it it's factored into one of my big splurges I'm about to do. Uh, family education. So something like a, a kid's school fees or piano lessons or something like that. That's a great example of something where you're like, oh, maybe this doesn't fit. Like, yes, is is kick and run soccer really one of my core values? No, but my, my you know, kids' educational development is one of my core values. And I find that, yeah. you know, being able to pay their soccer fees helps with it's their worthwhile. educational core values. Makes sense. Fits with family or education or fitness, whatever it is. Uh, for me, whimsy is one of my core values. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm... I'm contemplating a very expensive hair transformation. And for me, you know, having pink hair helps. It contributes to my core value of whimsy. Yeah, yeah. um, Even though it's very expensive. So thinking about it in terms of how it relates to your core values, I think is a really helpful way to frame it. Because, you know, having a slightly fancier car, if you don't really care about having a fancier car, it doesn't really matter. Right, unless you're like a race car driver where it's making you more money or a car enthusiast where I guess you're happier. Yeah, or or if the difference between the cheapest version of the car and a slightly more expensive version of the car is a, a huge difference in safety for getting mm-hmm. your family around, maybe that does relate to your core value. And so just have that have that discussion because as we've talked about before, advertisers, salespeople, they love to prey on this idea where they wrap up they wrap things up and disguise it as values, right? Mm-hmm. They'll tell you like, oh, if you don't get the fanciest car that is plays TVs for your kids to watch on the back and road trips, as we see in car commercials, mm-hmm. then you're a bad parent. Oh, you and, failed. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so just, just disentangling your own feelings of values from what you're kind of being fed, um, I think is very helpful. Um, and then this is maybe kind of an obvious one, and it's similar to time versus money, but does it earn you more money? Money versus money. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, a faster laptop for work, I was getting incredibly slowed down um, mm-hmm. by my laptop, which I have to do video editing and data processing on. And uh, that laptop, I use it all the time. So not only is the cost per use really low, but it paid for itself much more quickly in my ability to complete work faster. Yeah, definitely. Um, better keyboard. Someone uh, on the forums mentioned that they have a custom keyboard um, and it made a huge difference to their productivity and comfort with work, um, which is a great example of something I never would think about. Oh, keyboard people are, are They deep. are really intense. Keyboard <laughs> people are super intense. That is like a subreddit if, yeah, you, won't, if yeah. you need to lose some time. I never knew. This is one of those things that as I get older, I realize that there is there is the niche high quality version of everything right yeah, yeah. there is there is someone for which their like core values and interests is that thing and that they're so excited to splurge yeah. on it right i love i love that stuff not <laughs> not like keyboard specifically but i love that people have these like 
arcane passions for yeah yeah stuff this is this is one of those things though where i think the internet does make it more dangerous when you're doing the research on something like splurges because you'll <laughs> you'll start by being like oh, oh i could buy that <laughs> i just need a pair of tights and then you'll find the enthusiast forum where everybody buys 50 dollars pairs of tights yes. and they go for like here's, limited yes. edition here's tights. an essay on why your tights suck right yeah. and you're mm-hmm. like headphones are a great example right like i'm not that much of an audio nerd despite working in radio mm-hmm. and uh a a moderate quality headphone to me will not make the difference that it will make to an audio file, right? Like, I don't need a $500 pair of headphones. I'm pretty happy with my $80 pair of headphones. Oh, yeah. I find 80s the sweet spot. That's, that's... Where, where we, we get the low the low range pro gear is always like going to be better than your like top of the line consumer gear in my experience. Yeah, right. And that, so that's an example of something where like your values are going to factor into it, but right. you have to kind of step back and be like is this actually my core values? Mm-hmm, because like mm-hmm. I really like nice skincare, but you know, if push comes to shove, I will give up my fancy skincare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but it's very easy to get totally lost in those skincare forums and subreddits and everything and convince yourself you need all the products in the world. Mm-hmm. Um one of the skincare subreddits that I hang out on cuz I do that actually has this thing called anti-hull which is oh, nice. it, it, they every every week they have people post what they didn't buy and also what things they've used up. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. Which is kind of nice. Um, I like the used up things too, showing that, you know, you used your stuff before you bought new ones. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, so other things that might earn you more money that might be a good thing. So for me, better lighting for video. Uh, mm-hmm. Lighting equipment is kind of expensive, um, but good lighting in your videos is really important. So I work in video. It's important. So if you work in an industry where appearance matters, maybe you're a cocktail waitress or you are a you know news anchor or a YouTuber, whatever it might be, uh, a better haircut, blowout, or dye job or something like that, or even higher quality makeup as opposed to drugstore makeup, mm-hmm. but going to Sephora and getting expensive makeup, like those are the kind of things that could make you more money. You might be able to do the math that having that $40 foundation over the $10 foundation does actually make you that much yeah, more Yeah, it tips, makes the difference, yeah. Right? Um, so it that's one of those things where like tracking in and tuning into it, you can really see what the splurges are worth it for you. Um, someone on the forums, L, pointed out. Um, so L has a epilepsy and said, "An Uber to and from work when I otherwise wouldn't go in um, is mm-hmm. like a really good investment and splurge on myself. And not only does that earn her more money, it's also just taking care of her health, which is one of her core values." I feel like my very light version of that is buying coffee at the store when I'm out of coffee or running late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just because caffeine is important and yeah, definitely, definitely earns me more money. I would <laughs> <laughs> just be less useful. Yeah, no, I de- there's definitely like uh, the the slowness tax that I take if I don't get caffeine, <laughs> right? Um, that's also sometimes for me when I'm traveling, I will pay partially because I'm on per diem, but also like. I will just pay to get food in my face faster so mm-hmm. that I can get on with the work rather than seeking out the cheapest option. Right. right? But like, just put calories in your real quick option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The like the like, oh, if I if I can go to the hotel bar and get food in the morning, or if I can like walk to the grocery store that's like two blocks away and just get food quickly, as opposed to like seeking out the cheapest place to eat breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, it can make a huge difference. Um 
here are some things that other people shared um, they, that said were worth the dollars. So shoes and quality bras were across the board endorsed as something that were worth the dollar, uh, dollars. Also comfortable and adaptive furniture. Um, mm-hmm. So either adaptive furniture for like working for people with disabilities. Um, someone did. Our Daniel said, I have a button touch recliner, cool. uh, which is apparently very helpful. Um, uh, standing, like the variable height desks came up quite a lot. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about those. We got a pair in the new office upstairs that I haven't really played with. Ooh, but, uh, I can't even Im- I haven't seen the new office yet. And the old office was definitely not big enough for an adjustable desk. Yeah. Oh, you should come check it out after. That's- <laughs> Uh, and then other things were um, high quality bedding. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. brought up the idea that they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily on board with the idea that experiences versus things are always, because there's a lot of like, oh, you should spend money on experiences, not on objects, right? But they're like, oh, I spend a lot of time at home though. <laughs> and I have a really nice table and yeah, it brings me joy every day. around objects, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought this was really interesting, which was Meowmalade on the forum said, I grew up with the belief that generics were practically as good as branded items, but it's not necessarily true. Branded items put a lot of work into being the best they can be. For example, Robitussin cough syrup is really effective when I get my yearly bronchitis, but the Walgreens generic cough syrup was just awful. It had the same cough suppressing active ingredients, but the formulation wasn't soothing and it tasted bad. Mm. But I'll totally buy generics for pills. So... I thought that was kind of interesting. We'll have to do a blind taste test next episode. <laughs> of cough syrup? <laughs> hot, tune in for that. Oh, that, hot, would, be oh, a, my oh, that would be a podcast. That's all right. <laughs> Other things that people brought up were not even necessarily really expensive things, but just things that were a little more expensive than the alternatives. Uh, nice thermos was mm-hmm. a big one. Um, I, I hemmed and hawed over getting a food thermos when I worked a job without a microwave. And... I, you know, whatever. I spent like maybe $11 on it. But of course I was like, oh, is this a waste? Am I going to use this? And it made so much difference because I never ate out because I had this food thermos. I always had warm food oh, Insulated stuff is huge. I have a huge thermos, thermos beer growler kind of thing. And it's incredible because it doesn't take many fridge space. Ooh, yeah. So, you know, if fridge space is a hot commodity, yeah. if you live with a lot of people... And you don't want to have to dig through every empty earth balance container that contains leftovers. Oh, Wait, yeah. what? No, it's not my life. Or worse, earth balance. That's, uh... <laughs> Someone else in the forum said a really good loose leaf tea, um, which is not actually that much more per cup, but so much tastier. I do find that like good matcha is like a pleasant experience in a way where like the cheaper kind of matcha that's meant for like putting in smoothies or cooking oh, in yeah, food. It's chalky and tastes green. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have as much it's a little earthier. It doesn't have as oh, much one sense. of those things you can just like probably save yourself a lot of money by not knowing better. Yeah. <laughs> Teas and coffees if you like if you like the cheap stuff, stick with it. Right. Don't the don't develop expensive habits version of saving money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so certain art supplies um, was on the list Wacom tablet and high quality paper for watercolors things like that Um, someone said a worth it investment was their cat aww (laughs) yeah no one's saving money from having a cat oh yes but they're so cute (laughs) my life is definitely improved by having a cat oh yeah also I actually think I do save some money because I stay at home more often because I'm like why would I leave and go to the bar I can stay with my cat yeah, that checks out. Okay. 
cats money saving devices this is why cat owners are like introverts as opposed to (laughs) extroverts like dog owners i saw my cat who i always hang out with uh walking home from the studio yesterday because i didn't see him all winter because he was probably avoiding the rain but he's back it was exciting oh yes it is it is now the neighborhood cat season exactly he meowed a lot and i and i rubbed his head it was good (laughs) (laughs) that was a very important update will one of the last things, which I think is probably the one of the most important things, is what I call the smile test, which is just, does it make you grin thinking about it? So uh, a really nice table that makes you feel great every time you look at it and you have friends over, or a coat that makes you feel amazing every time, as Will can um, attest to. I have an incredibly extra winter coat, uh, but I love it, and I've had it for many seasons, and I, I love wearing it, right? Yeah. So. Or just even something as simple as like a lotion that delights you every time you use it, like it smells good or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> makes your skin feel soft. Yeah, no, oh. like that—that's that's definitely an area where it's worth splurging. Uh, sometimes it just has to come down to: does it make you feel good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah. So Christy on the forum said something that wasn't worth the dollars was to her was um, booze. What makes the $40 tequila twice as good as the $20 tequila? I can't tell. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I actually found that there was like, I I don't drink anymore, but there was like a sweet spot in whiskey, which was like the $18 bottle versus the $13 bottle made a huge difference. But the $40 bottle wasn't really worth it to me. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that spot also varies widely with boozes like Type rum i find you get you get the really high quality stuff like under 30 whereas like whiskey i feel like or like scotch you can't get anything that's yeah. like you want under like 100 or something crazy uh, which is why I enjoy, we have, in Portland, we have this place called Multnomah Whiskey Library, and they will get you as little as one quarter of a shot oh, of wow. different types of whiskey. I actually haven't whiskey. been there. I keep on meaning to. One of these days. Uh, it's a it's a it's definitely a fun visit. It, it, you know, it's unlike everything else in Portland, there's like a huge waiting list to get in, yeah. so you have to like show up and then wait, and it takes hours to get you in. You know what's not worth my time is waiting in lines. Yeah. <laughs> How how unportland of yeah, you! I, I guess you don't go out for brunch very often. I don't. I don't. For You're that usually reason. working during brunch time, yeah. right? Too. But even on week, I'm I. People in the city love lines, and I do not. I will almost always go for like the quick replacement option if a line shows up. If there's like some trendy ass taco joint, I will go to the food cart across the street. Or or it's yeah. Yeah. Time I, is money. Yeah. All right. So splurges are not worth not waiting time. in line. Uh, yeah. There's a in San Francisco they like waiting in lines even more than Portland. But in the Castro, there's this brunch place that always has a really long line. But they serve you mimosas and play techno music, and you, there's a dance party going on in the front while people wait for brunch. And it's essentially like you get to go to a morning club before brunch, and that's the only acceptable line. Yeah, okay, that's opinion. like a mitigated line. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, hopefully that helped you figure out what to splurge on versus get cheap. Once again, it kind of depends on what you want and need and what your values are. Um, But there are some things across the board that people really agreed are worth the money, uh, which was shoes and bras. Yeah. (laughs) And knives. Bras, beds, (laughs) knives, boots. (laughs) Oh, we said shoes. (laughs) So I think that's it. Yeah, tell us what you splurged on. Tell us what you didn't splurge on. Yeah, 
I we love hearing from you. We love to hear what things you invest in and what things that you get cheap and you just don't notice the difference in. Uh, email us your financial worries, successes, splurges at questions at ohmydollar.com and tweet us at Anomaly or at ohmydollar. Or come talk in the forums at forums.ohmydollar.com. Yeah, please come talk in the forums. It's great. It's a really good community there. Yes. I'm your producer, Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and your host and personal finance educator is Lillian Kerbake. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.